So we are in Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. We're going to read verses 3 to 8 in Matthew 5. Are you there? If you're not, uh, there should be a giant Bible behind me. Because we like big Bibles and we cannot lie. <laughs> Never gets old, man. I crack myself up. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, God blesses those who are poor and realize they need for him. In other words, bless are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice or for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And today, verse 8, God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. Can you say amen? Another version says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. So we've been talking about freedom road. How do we get set free from past hurts, hang-ups, and addictions? And we've been talking about how Jesus says that you're happy, you're blessed, you're content, you're fulfilled if you have these traits as my people. And that it sounds counterproductive what he's saying because a lot of times in our society, we, we aim for happiness instead of aiming for these traits that leads to happiness. And that's why a lot of us are not happy because we make happiness the aim. Jesus says, no, if you make being blessed the aim, happiness is the byproduct of the traits that I develop in you. Can you say amen? So here we are in verse 8 now. He says, bless are the pure in heart. The word pure is not perfection. The word pure is intention. It's important we understand this because a lot of times we go straight to, I'm not perfect. Well, tell us something we don't know. You know, sometimes we say it like it's revelation. I'm not perfect. I didn't know that. That's not the goal here. The goal is not perfection. The goal is intention. Better yet, the goal is what is the motive of your heart. Because we all know that I could say something, but I can have ulterior motives within what I just said. Sometimes it's not just what I say. Sometimes I could do something, but my motives don't align with what I just did. Come on, are you going to be human in this place today, or we're going to play church and do the little Christianese face like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Blessed are the pure in heart. If you're taking notes, the pure in heart are those who, who want to refine their will until they get to a place of having one will. 
which is God's will. The pure in heart is, is one who allows the Holy Spirit to refine them to a place where they know I no longer have multiple motives and intentions, but I have one will and one desire, which is God's will. Can you say amen? In other words, the pure in heart is what you see is what you get. I don't have to try to read between the lines of what you're trying to say or what you're trying to do. We all have been in conversations where you walked away like, what was that person really trying to say? Or sometimes we are that person. Even sometimes people have done something for you, but you feel like, what's the real motive behind that action? Pure in heart is what you see is what you get. When I met my wife-to-be in college, she used to have this like list of things that she was trying to live by. And I never forgot this, that I saw that one of her things was, say what you mean and mean what you say. That's purity of heart. To get to the place where you can say what you mean and mean what you say. Not, what do you mean? What are you actually trying to say? The pure in heart is refined to the place of, catch this, of having no hidden agendas. Of having no hidden motives. No hidden intentions. No ulterior motives. Say what you mean, mean what you say. When you read scriptures, you understand that in the Hebrew culture, the word heart, mind, soul, they all mean the same thing. Meaning that it's talking about the core of who you really are. When you see the word heart, mind, soul, it's saying like that's the core of who you truly are. And that's where God goes through. The psalmist says this in Psalm 24. He says, Lord, watch this about the pure in heart. He says, who may climb to the mountain of the Lord? Who may, who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are Pure. Who do not worship idols and never tell lies. They will receive the Lord's blessing. Blessing. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the, those who mourn. Blessed are the, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the meek at heart. And blessed are the pure in heart. Because it leads to having a right relationship with God. And their Savior. Purity matters to God. That's why God takes us through a refining process of refining our wills, our motives, our intentions until we can say, My will is God's will, my intentions is God's intentions. Because God said in Isaiah, He says, The struggle that I have with my people is that my thoughts are not their thoughts and my ways are not their ways. So the process is to get us to think like him and to act like him and to be like him. Can you say amen? The struggle that we have, my friends, is that all of us, beautiful people, beautiful people in Fall River, all of us have an imposter syndrome. In other words, all of us live with the reality of an imposter inside of us who tries to be something that we're not. Hello, good morning. 
us have that person who, who, who likes to project a certain reality versus what the reality actually is. We started this whole series saying that the reason why Jesus is going through the Beatitudes and the first thing he says is, is the poor in spirit. Because he said, hey, if you don't come out of denial, you're not going to find healing. In other words, if you're not honest about the fact that you have an imposter in you, you're not going to find healing. You're not going to find restoration. There is an imposter, my friends, that, 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 that keeps us from our true selves. It's the one who hides and tries to pretend that it's all good. It's the one who hides and tries to play an image that is not really the reality of our hearts. He wants to project an image that's not real. It's like, it's like the emperor with no clothes. You never heard of that? The imposter tries to keep anyone at bay who wants to get close to the real us. That's why one of the biggest struggles that we have as human beings is that we, we hide from freedom. Because we don't want to be exposed. We have fig leaves. Remember? Adam and Eve. We sow on things to not show the real thing. But the problem is we have a God who doesn't look at the outward appearance. God goes straight to the heart and looks at the motives and the intentions. When, when God sent Samuel out to, to find the next king of Israel, God told Samuel this. He said, listen, don't go by what you see on the external because that's not what I'm looking for. Watch this. God says this to Samuel. He says, but the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The pure in heart shall see God. What a powerful statement by Jesus himself. Hey, he says, if you can allow the Holy Spirit to refine and purify and sanctify you, you are going to see God. In other words, the reward of the pure in heart is God himself. It's a deeper understanding of God beyond just head knowledge, but into an actual experience with him that God grants to those who allow him to purify their motives and intentions. In other words, you enjoy a greater intimacy with God when your heart is pure, when your motives are pure, when your intentions are pure. You get to be in the presence of a holy, righteous God, and he says, now I can download more on you because I can trust your motives. I can trust you with more of me of my will. Because, because here's the thing, the imposter in us wants to hide pollution. Wants to hide the fact that, that there's sins that no one sees on the outward. We, we love to focus on the sins that everybody can see, but God's like, no, but I go straight to the heart. The pure in heart is not polluted by sins of coveting, of lust, of worse deception, of saying one thing but not really mean it, of doing things with wrong motives. 
The pure in heart are free from such pollution. They're not, they're not perfect, but they're free. They're free from past hurts, hang-ups, and addictions. You know why? Because they have nothing to hide. The reason why so many people struggle is that they haven't brought things to light. And if it's not exposed, there's no healing from it. This is why the Bible says, listen, check your heart and make sure that nothing is hindering the growth and the freedom that you really want. Hebrews chapter 12 puts it this way. Watch this. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses, all the people that live by faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Listen, not every weight is physical. Some people are overweight in their emotions. Some people are overweight in their spirit. Not every weight is physical. Every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God set before us. The pure in heart wants to shed all weights. Doesn't want to be slowed down. You ever felt... Can we just have an honest moment in church? You ever felt sluggish in your spirit? Do you ever feel like, ah, nothing seems to be moving along? Do you ever, do you ever pray and feel like your, your prayers hit the ceiling and came back? And you're like, hey, dude, you're playing. What's that old school game? Pong? Yes, <laughs> playing pong. We got some old school people in the house. Best video game ever. It was like revolutionary. (laughs) Think about it. You're praying. God's like, no, I'm going to bring that back because you're not being honest. Hello. (laughs) You're like, God. God's like, you. (laughs) But God, but you. And what happens is, if we don't strip away these things, my friends, then we, we become caked up with things that we're not meant to carry. The outcome of this, a lot of times, is guilt. Unnecessary guilt. Shame. Condemnation. That God never intended for us to carry. See, the, the struggle with guilt, this is why we feel sluggish, is that guilt destroys confidence. You don't feel confident. You don't feel yourself. So you always have to project. That's why guilt is, is so heavy because you have to keep pretending. It's hard to carry that. And then... When we don't deal with guilt, it damages relationships. How many people have damaged relationships because of guilt? They couldn't own the guilt and so they carry it and then they start to destroy things around them. Because when you're carrying something, you will put it on others. And then worse, it keeps you from moving forward. You get stuck in the past and that's what we're talking about, being set free from past hurts. 
addictions and hang-ups. So if you're serious, my friends, if we're serious about moving forward, please take note because this is important. If we're serious and we're going we're gonna to do the will of God, if we're serious, is that it requires taking a moral inventory of our hearts. An honest-to-goodness inventory to say, where am I and where do I want to be? Remember the question God asked Adam and Eve, where are you? Now, mind you, he's God. So he's not talking about where are you like from a physical standpoint. He's asking, where are you in the real you? Where are you is what the pure in heart wants to get to. Where am I? In my relationships, where am I in my motives, in my intentions? You got to do this homework if you're serious. You have to sit with the Holy Spirit and pray the prayer that we've been trying to pray through the series in Psalms. I want to bring this prayer back because it's so important. Psalm 139 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. In other words, you know that your anxiety comes from somewhere. Point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. The pure in heart doesn't want anything to keep them away from the will of God. So you said, search me, search my motives, search my intentions, search me, Lord, help me, God, purify me, sanctify me, take away the stuff that doesn't belong, because I don't want to miss your will, I don't want to miss your purpose, and I don't want to carry around stuff that doesn't belong to me. Anxiety comes from somewhere. A lot of times it's from things we haven't dealt with. But you got to be honest. You got to be raw because there's an imposter in you who wants to pretend. There's an imposter in us who wants to go to church, check the religious box, but do no soul work. Then we go back to the same old lifestyle, same old ways, without actually bearing our souls and say, God, do something deeper in me because I am not just going to church to check a box. I'm going because I want you to search my heart. And when you do that, my friend, the next step is, it's, it's almost automatic. You got to accept responsibility. Like, it's impossible to do more inventory and walk away going, it's anybody else's fault. <laughs> because here's what I think, life's greatest revelation. You ready for the life's greatest revelation? You want to know the meaning of life? <laughs> you ready? It's when you get to the place you go, I am the problem. I believe that's one of life's greatest revelations. Psalm, Proverbs, sorry, Proverbs 20 says it this way. The Lord's light 
penetrates the human spirit. Another word for human spirit is conscience. Exposing every hidden motive. You start walking with the Lord and you start asking him to search your heart. God says, all right, now we're on. Now we're on to something really good. Now we're, on, you, we, we, we're about to do something that religion can't do. Expose every hidden motive. Here's the beautiful thing about God. God never exposes you to shame you. He exposes you to heal you. Because God knows there's some things you can't put a Band-Aid on. If you broke your leg, a Band-Aid ain't going to do it. You need surgery. And that's what God does. Surgery of the heart. To transform us from the inside out. God exposes you to heal. Now, if the moral inventory is real, you don't have time to rationalize. You know what rationalization is? Is when we go, well, what's the big deal? Everybody does it. I'm not perfect. To which I would say, you're still not ready. A real inventory has no room to rationalize. And a real inventory has no room for the blame game. The Bible even tells you, be careful that you don't even deceive your own self. Can we be honest for a second in church this morning for you? Or can you be honest with me that we can lie to ourselves? Have you ever told yourself the lie so much that you believe it was true? I'm just going to sit right here and wait on you. <laughs> Do you ever convince yourself of something? The Bible puts it this way in, in the book of John. It says this. It says, look, if we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling who? Ourselves. And not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Praise God for that. But that only happens when you are in that journey of purity of heart. Uh, I'm not going to hold anything back. Worst is, this is happening a lot, my friends. I'm glad we're going into prayer and fasting because prayer and fasting helps you to detox your heart. But there's a lot of people who are justifying their way through sin. Not realizing that you are only deceiving yourself. I don't get tired of saying this to you because I love you. Just because you showed up today does not mean you're following the will of God. Unless your will becomes his will and his purpose becomes your purpose. So please, my friends, as your pastor, do not deceive yourself. If there's sin in your life, you got to confess. You can't live in sin and ask God to bless you. You can't have two lives and expect God to bless the right one. And you can't be doing things that contradict his word and expect him to bless you. Just won't happen. 
It's like doing a puzzle and trying to fit a piece that doesn't fit. I don't care how much you push it, hammer it. If it doesn't fit, you must uh, Some of y'all got that. Millennials are like, wait, what? Just going to leave it alone. You know, God invites us to this process of purity. In Isaiah, he says it like this. He says, come now. Let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Though they are like red Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. If you will only obey me, you will have plenty to eat. If. That's the struggle with us humans. If we would obey the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Forgiveness is available to everyone. You know what's crazy about God's forgiveness? You don't have to beg. You don't have to bribe. You don't have to pretend. You just have to believe and accept that this is him calling you to come. But here's the catch, my friends. We're talking about past hurts. Hurts that other people put on you. Which means if I'm going to receive this forgiveness, I also have to give this forgiveness. And you only know that you've received it when you've given it. Because it goes both ways. But I must admit where I am wrong. Sometimes in this process of healing, this is where, we, this is where people stop. They, they, they say, yeah, I'm going to ask God for forgiveness. But sometimes you have to admit your faults to other people. See how quiet we get? Because your relationship with God is manifested in how you treat people. Remember, that what's the motto? Love God and love people. Some people are like, I love God, but. So it's not just, here's a myth. Please hear me on this. It's a mature word. Here's a myth. Some things is not just between you and God. Some things are between you and the person that you need to forgive or you need forgiveness from. Because Jesus said it. You're on your way to church. You know, someone has something against you. Go resolve that issue. Then bring your sacrifice. If not, you're going to play. What we're going to learn in church today, don't play punk with God. But that's what's going to happen. You, you, there's some things that are not going to be resolved. It's going to keep coming back to you until you make amends. And sometimes the best way to start with this is, is to come to God, but then get a trusted person that you need to talk to about that past hurt or that hang up or that addiction. You want freedom from addiction? Tell somebody. And watch that thing begin to lose power over you. Because the more you, be, you keep it secret, the more it owns you. I read this quote and it just, 
It just messed with me. It said, we are only as sick as our secrets. People are sick because they're hiding something. So we don't just sin against God. We also deal with people. James, the brother of Jesus, said it this, list, this way. He says, confess your sins to, to who? Each other. And pray for so that you may be. So there's healing in confession. There's healing. This is why, I don't know if you ever heard stories of, of people on their, on their deathbed confessing. And sometimes I've heard stories that it was after the confession that their soul was released. Or people who are, who are getting ready to be crucified in our modern day times is, is the death penalty. And confession. Why? There's a release that takes place when you confess the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. When you can confess, not just to God, but to another human being that you trust. It's never just, be, just between me and God. Because, please write this down, the root of most of our problem is relational. Most of our problems comes from a broken relationship somewhere. One of the prayer requests we got this week, one of the spiritual care requests we got this week was someone said, this series has made me want to reach out to a father that I never had a relationship with. Now that's real. There's healing there. I don't know how, but I believe if this person follows through, there's healing there. Because it's relational. We are only as sick as our secrets. But there's healing and therapy in confession. And the beauty of that is, a lot of that, you could do it for free. Like some people are paying crazy money to try to find healing when God's like, I've been trying to tell you that for free, like forever. So, of course, the question is, who do I tell? Well, you've got you to find someone that you trust. This is, <laughs> I've been joking about this, but man, don't, don't tell Facebook. Don't tell TikTok. Don't tell Instagram. Please do not tell Twitter. No, this is about people that you have relationship with. Who understands what you are doing. Because here's the thing. Not everybody understands healing. If you tell someone this process and they're hurt, they're going to project their hurt on your hurt. Right? No, this has to be someone mature in the faith. And it has to be someone who's going to reflect Jesus back to you. Last thing you need is to is to talk about something that you've been carrying for years and, and they are shocked. You told the wrong person. One of the uh, secrets of ministry is you've got to always have a poker face on. 
People are like, Pastor, you're always like this. Like, yeah, you should see me on the inside. <laughs> you did what? blessing, the things we get to hear as pastors. But you also, here's the thing, my friends, you got to be specific. You can't heal what you don't expose. That's why I'm saying the pure heart is, is clear motives and intentions. But I believe there's healing in that. There's breakthrough in that. And then the last thing today, worship team, You got to accept forgiveness. Some of us are carrying guilt because we haven't accepted the forgiveness that's available to us. And you would think that should be the easiest thing in the world because you don't go to church without hearing that over and over again. But the reality is there's a gap between what we hear and what we receive. And Some of us are so good at giving someone else all the right advice. But we don't take it for ourselves. Like, some of us are amazing. Like, we can preach this message. But we just haven't preached it to ourselves. To receive it for ourselves. A couple of scriptures that I love. That reflects the heart of God, the forgiveness of God. Hebrews 4.16. I love the scripture. It says, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. In other words, for boldly is confident. Come with confidence. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Come confidently. God is not shocked. He asked you to come. Remember? He said come. Bring that past hurt. Bring that hang up. Bring that addiction. Bring that thing that's holding you back in forever online. And lastly today, the forgiveness of God truly sets us free. Romans chapter 8 says it like this. says, so now, now that you've come, There's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Now that you exposed it, now that you have released it, it can't condemn you anymore. And when the enemy who is the accuser, the enemy loves to accuse you of your past. The Bible calls him the accuser. The Bible says he is the accuser of the believer. But he says, here's how you overcome the accuser. He says, you overcome the accuser by the word of your testimony and by the blood of the lamb. In other words, you overcome because you've accepted the sacrifice on your behalf. And then you testify about it and you speak about it. That God has healed you and restored you. Because when you do that, he has no power over you. Because he has no power over Jesus. So healing is available, forgiveness is available, power is available. Can I encourage us today as we come close to the end of this series 
to not carry our past hurts, our hang-ups, or our addictions, but to surrender them to, to, to the Lord. Would you just stand with me as we pray this morning? I want, forever, I want to encourage you to embrace God's forgiveness today. That's the gospel. The gospel is the forgiveness of God is available to us. You don't earn it. You don't deserve it. You can only accept it, embrace it, and then give it to others in that process. Can we pray together? Would you do me a favor where you are in forever online? Bow your heads. Close our eyes. Why do we do that? Because we want to just focus on our own hearts, on our own motives, on our own intentions. And we want to ask the Holy Spirit to search us, to cleanse us, to purify us, to forgive us, to heal us. And we want to be agents of healing for others. So Holy Spirit, come. Come upon our lives this morning. We invite you to come, Lord. We, we have nothing to hide because you already know our hearts. You already know our past hurts, our hang-ups, our addictions. You know where we are, God, and you know where we need to be. And so we come as honest and raw as possible and ask you, Lord, to heal us, to forgive us. God, give us the strength to let go of the things that we've been carrying for so long. Give us the strength to not rationalize things, but to confess them. Give us the strength to be faithful and fruitful. God, Give us the strength to confess, not just to you, but to others, what we need to confess. And we pray, Lord, that you would bring healing as we confess. Spirit of God, search us today. Know our anxious thoughts. Point out whatever offends you and, and restore us back to you, back to your will and your heart. We love you, Lord, and we're grateful that you would come and you call us to come. You call us to come.